Hey there, educational rock stars. Are you feeling overwhelmed with lesson planning for your English language learners? Well, I've got some exciting news for you. Introducing our upcoming free webinar, Simplify Your Approach, Three Time-Saving Routines for ELL Success. Join me for a power-packed 45 minutes that's set to revolutionize your teaching strategy. In this webinar, we'll dive into three practical, easy-to-implement routines that will not only enhance your ELL teaching methods, but also save you hours of planning time. Yes, hours. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, these insights are tailored to help everyone make the most of their teaching time. Plus, you'll leave this webinar ready to implement these routines the next day. So mark your calendars for our two upcoming dates. I don't want you to miss this opportunity to transform your ELL lesson planning. To reserve your spot, simply sign up at www.equippingells.com slash routines. Trust me, your future self will thank you for it. I'll see you at the webinar. Teaching ELL students is a privilege and a joy. Is it easy? No way. But with the right support, you can feel empowered to tackle each day with ease and confidence. I'm your host, Beth Boucher, founder of Inspiring Young Learners. With over 10 years of teaching both nationally and internationally, I know what it takes to ensure that your ELL students have what they need to thrive today, tomorrow, and for life. I'm on a mission to empower you to equip your English language learners. Welcome to Equipping ELLs. Let's get to today's episode. You are listening to episode 25 of the Equipping ELLs podcast. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Equipping ELLs. I am so excited to begin our summer series called Successfully Setting Up for the School Year This Summer. Each week, we will walk through the foundations to getting set up now so you can start the year ready to go. How does that sound? (laughs) These podcast episodes are going to be short on time, but big on action so that you can spend just a little time making a big impact on getting ready for next year. Now, one of the most important places we need to start is having an idea and path of where our ELLs need to go throughout the year. Do you feel that same struggle that you feel just unsure of what are they supposed to be really working on? What what are the targeted goals that I should be keeping in the front of my mind to make sure that I'm hitting those goals? That was my problem. This is where having a scope and sequence comes in. And today I'm going to be breaking down the scope and sequence for ELLs, plus providing with a year-long scope and sequence for both intermediates and newcomers already done for you. So let's get started. Now, first, let's simply define a scope and sequence. That's one of those words in education that's thrown around a lot, but let's make sure we understand what it is that we're we're trying to accomplish today. The scope is an overview of the content that will be taught throughout the year, and the sequence is the order in which you are going to teach it. This is so important for you to have a document set up before the school year begins Because without it, you'll be constantly guessing and hoping something sticks. Have you been there? Have you felt that same feeling? When we teach that way, we are wasting time with our students and frustrating ourselves 
by figuring out how to support our ELLs. This is why a scope and sequence is so necessary and why we are beginning here today. Because unfortunately, most schools are not providing teachers with something to help them when it comes to supporting their ELLs. You might have a math scope and sequence for your math curriculum or a reading scope and sequence for your reading curriculum. But as we know, as teachers of ELLs, we don't have a set curriculum for ELLs. And so we're constantly guessing what our students need. And that's what we don't want to do this next year. So I promise taking the time to set up your scope and sequence and pulling in the different documents that your school does use will help you stay on track, will help you better support your students, will help you connect with those homeroom teachers, and then you guys have that clear guide to go from. So let's talk about creating your own scope and sequence. It can feel very overwhelming. It feels, you know, like it's just a lot to try to do on your own. So if you have a team of ELL teachers, I you know, want to encourage you, even if you get together for half a day this once this summer and work on throwing around those ideas of what is it that our kindergarten newcomers should be working on? What are the goals that we have for them? What are those learning targets that we need? Having that discussion, that's going to be powerful because it is a lot to do on your own, but I am providing with a freebie today. So it's a great starting point. And that is going to be editable. So you can change out, you know what, this month we're going to work on this goal instead of the one that you provided. That's okay. That's the beauty of it. That's the purpose of it for you to make it a document that you are going to use. That's the other thing I want to hit on is a scope and sequence should not just be something that you create and never look at again. A scope and sequence should be a living document, one that you use constantly because it's applicable to what you're doing. It's applicable to keep you on track and to keep your, you know, checking in on the progress of your ELLs. That's why we don't want to just do this and forget about it. We should have this at the forefront of our lesson plans. We should know the specific goals that we are targeting that quarter so that we know what we are doing is going to help our students reach those goals. Hey teachers, I'm interrupting this episode to ask you a quick question. How different would your life be if you could confidently plan effective and engaging lessons for your yellow students in a fraction of the time? I created my membership equipping ELLs to do just that. When you join, you gain instant access to the exact resources you need, proven and prepped for you, plus a supportive private community of like-minded educators. Join us today at www.equippingells.com. Now back to the episode. Let's break down how to build your own. In order to have an idea of where you want your ELL students to go this year, you want to begin with the free framework that I've provided, and then you're going to want to add in your own standards to fit in with the content you need to cover this upcoming year. And if you're not sure about what job you're going to be teaching next year, this one is something you can hold on to and come back to when you have a clear idea of what you're going to be teaching. But the whole point of doing this exercise is because we do have standards for language. Many of you are in the WIDA consortium. 
you know, I think there's 49 states that are in WIDA. So the majority of you are in WIDA states. WIDA has their own standards. They just recently updated them. They have a lot of materials that are available to you if you've been on their website. New York has their own standards for ELLs, which I found New York's to be a lot easier to use than WIDA's. You have California standards, which I know Washington was using before, and now I think Washington's a WIDA state. So there's a bunch of different language standards. The ones I have found the easiest to use, so start with the framework I've given you, and if your school does not have a clearly defined standard that you have to use, like WIDA, New York, California, Texas has its own standards as well, Virginia I think has its own standards as well, if you're kind of open to being able to explore different language standards, I recommend the ELP standards from Common Core. They're very easy to read and they're very clear. And why do I say this? Because as we know, if we have standards that are confusing to us to use that don't really give us a clear idea of what we should be teaching, of what goals we should be targeting, we're not going to use them. It's going to be pointless. And so that's why I want to challenge you and encourage you to make the scope and sequence as clear for you as possible. It doesn't have to be in this academic language that sounds so beautiful. Make it clear. You know your students. If you've been teaching with them for, you know, at any amount of time, even if this is your second year, if you've been teaching, you have an idea of, you know what, my second graders, by the end of quarter one, those students who were level one and two, they were able to start using verbs correctly in sentences. Write that down then. That's the goal you're going to be working on for speaking. I also recommend to break things down, and we're going to get this into the next week's episode of looking at the quarters and setting quarterly goals, but looking at each of the domains and setting clear goals for each of the domains. And so you want to, you know, take the standards, but make them into user-friendly language. And that is what's going to help you know if you're staying on track or not. When we read these standards and it's saying that in kindergarten, they have to have academic conversations with a peer about diverse topics. That is not a user-friendly language for us or for our students. And so it leaves us guessing and thinking, what does that mean? Should we really do that? I want you to really add in some practicality here. I believe in the power of standards. I believe in the importance of standards but I also believe in the power of the teacher. And I believe that you are very aware of what your students are able to do at certain points of the year. And so use that, bring in your own personal opinion, and then you can back it up with the standards that support it. But take time. And this is going to, we're going to have these discussions going on in the Facebook group this week of what are some different clear goals, standards that we should be expecting of our students, because it gets very overwhelming when we're as teachers of ELLs looking at all four domains at different language levels at different grade levels. That's a lot more overwhelming and more difficult to figure that out than just, okay, I'm I'm looking at second grade math. Here are the skills that they should have by you know, first quarter. There's a big difference there. So I want you to know you're not alone in this. 
This is why I want you to jump in the challenge. I want you to jump in the Facebook group because we're here to support you. Because in the end, what I know will benefit you is if you have a clear guide that says, okay, this month or this quarter, I'm going to really focus on these skills with my students. I'm going to really focus on using gestures with my newcomer who doesn't speak any English or having that student. We're going to be working on repeating vocabulary or even getting to a point where they can respond with one or two words. We need to have those very clear goals and expectations so that we don't run ahead. We don't stomp them down. We don't make our students feel like they are less than, or they are coming with a deficit approach. That's the opposite of what's going to help them learn. And so that's why I think having that clear guideline, that clear path forward will help us as teachers sharing with our homeroom teachers, really have clear ideas of this is an appropriate goal for the student. And this is what we should be working on with that student until they master it. So grab the free scope and sequence, find the standards that your school is using, or if you want to look at the easiest to use, I think the ELP standards are the easiest to understand, the easiest to apply. And then you can always add in any other common core standards for the grade level you're working with, any other content topics that you know you'll be covering and how you can help to incorporate content into your monthly plans. So those are just some things that you want to keep kind of on the side of how else can you plan this path forward that's going to be very clear and help you do its best for your students this upcoming year. So how this challenge works, you should receive and you can go download in the show notes, our bingo board for our summer series of getting set up for the school year. And each episode will have a few different easy to do tasks that if you complete them, you can post about it in the Facebook group. We'll have more information there of what to do, but each week there'll be a prize that you can win to get also help you get set up things like free resources for my teachers pay teacher store, some school supplies or diverse books, things like that. Every week there'll be a different prize that if you complete the tasks, you get entered to win. And if you complete all the tasks from the bingo board and get bingo, then you will be entered to win the grand prize, which is a year membership to equipping ELLs. And inside there, you're going to get all the resources, support, and community that's going to really make it the best year yet. So that's our grand prize, but each week there'll be smaller prizes that you can be entered to win just by completing those tasks on the bingo board today. So check out the show notes, grab your bingo board and grab your free scope and sequence to get started on planning out the year for your newcomer and intermediate ELLs. I get it's a starting point. If you are feeling really overwhelmed with all this, just start with that that's enough. Download it, kind of skim through the first month and get an idea of what you should be expecting with your students. And then as you go throughout the summer, maybe you want to come back and add some stuff in. But again, we want to encourage you to take that time to rest this summer too. So that's week one. Go download that bingo board, get started, post it in the Facebook group, and please ask questions. Let's discuss with other teachers of what they're doing in terms of creating the scope and sequences because it's all about 
really hearing what's working with other students and teachers as well. And that's what's happening inside the Inspiring Young Learners Engage Facebook group. Stay tuned for next week. We're going to break it down a little bit further with talking about setting up quarterly goals and assessments. You won't want to miss it. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes. If you're looking for even more support and done for you resources created specifically for the needs of ELLs, head to inspiringyounglearners.com. I'll catch you here next week. Until then, take that next step to keep equipping your ELLs.